Next we have Colleen Casey. Colleen. Hi everybody. Uh, I'm just gonna uh, say hello, and also since um, we've been talking about how tonight is a gift from the ancestors, I want to greet you with a traditional Dakota greeting. Um, I am Dakota. I'm a mix of lots of different things, but I want to say ha, takiapi. And I said, hi, all my relatives. Uh, recognizing that we are all related. And I am going to share two short pieces. But first, I'm going to share a quote um, by Maradella Sir. Can y'all hear me in the back? Am I loud enough? Yes. No, I'm not loud enough. Is this better? Not so much. <laughs> you can come closer. There's still some seats up front. I hope you can hear me. But I thought I'd ask. Um, so here's a quote, and I was surprised nobody else brought it up. So. Um, I um, am reading off a phone. Some of you might think that's funny because you know me and I, oh yeah, I joke, I'm not smart enough for a smartphone, so I don't have a cell phone, I don't have a smartphone. And sometimes I joke, well maybe it's not really joking, it's like, well I'm really a conscientious objector. So I'm the 1%, percent. I know, I don't have one, but I borrowed this from Jenny, my dear friend. And, um, this is on the Wikipedia site, and it might also be on the Minnesota Historical site um, under the page for Maradella Seward. It says, I tell the young writers who visit, carry a notebook. That is the secret of a radical writer. Write it down as it is happening. Yes. Um, so, I'm humbled and honored to be here um, tonight and to be a part of this fabulous celebration for the inimitable, indomitable Maranello Lassure on this for birthday. Uh, I'm going to share a short piece, and this is based on a longer written piece that Marilyn wrote in 1934, and some of you may know it, it's called I Was Marching. But I'm going to preface that first with, I don't know, uh, give it a little wave if you're familiar with the Minneapolis Trucker Strike, also the Minneapolis Teamster Strike of 1934. I want to do a shout out and wear my proud descendants button because my grandfather, my mom's side, was a truck driver. And as I'm a truck driver, one of the 10 to 11,000 striking truckers in Minneapolis in 1934, I'm a granddaughter to all the 11,000, 10, 11,000 uh, strikers in that strike and the strike supporters of which Maridel Lassure was one. And wait, give a little wave if you are part of the 1934 group. And um, if um, y'all want more information, you saw some of us waving our hands and we're, we'd be happy to fill you in. So anyway, um, if you know the piece, I hope I'm doing it justice. I did tweak it up a little bit and um, you'll kind of understand what I did. And if you don't know the piece, I hope it's a taste that leaves you wanting to find out more. Maridella's, uh, sorry, <laughs> I Was Marching by Maridella Sewer, adapted as a monologue by Colleen Casey. I had never been in a strike before. It was like looking at something that is happening for the first time. I had no thoughts, no words yet accrued to it. In American life, you often hear about things happening in a far and muffled way. One thing is said and another happens. For a while, I heard a lot about the strike, so I decided to go by strike headquarters. I walked by on the opposite side of the street and saw the dark old garage building and the gaunt young faces leaning from the upstairs windows. I started to go down there often. 
I look in and see the huge black interior and live coals of men moving, restless yet orderly, their eyes gleaming from their sweaty faces. Cars leaving filled with men, pickets going to the line, engines roaring out. I stayed close to the door watching, but didn't go in. I was afraid if I went in, they would put me out. After all, I could remain the spectator. And there were many spectators, artists, writers, professionals, even businessmen and women, standing across the street too. And I saw in their faces the same longings, the same fears. The truth is I was afraid. Not of the physical danger at all, but of an awful fright of mixing, of losing myself, of being unknown and lost. I can't describe what I felt, but perhaps it will come nearer to say that I felt I excelled in competing with others. Yet I knew instantly that these people were not competing at all, that they were acting in a strange, powerful trance of movement together. Looking at that dark and lively building, masked with men, I felt their direct and awful movement, mute and powerful, drawing them into a close and growing cohesion, like a powerful fire in the midst of the city. And it filled me with fear and awe, and it filled me with hope. I kept feeling that if I went in, they would put me out, but no one paid any attention. A woman said, without looking at me, the thermometer says 99. Yes, I said. The sweat ran off her burning skin. The boys will be coming in, she said. She had a scarred face. Boy, will it be a madhouse. I jumped in. Do you need any help? She replied. Some of us been pouring coffee since 2 o'clock this morning. Steady. No let up. She started to go. She didn't pay any special attention to me. She didn't even seem to be thinking of me. I watched her go. I felt rebutted. Then I saw instantly she didn't see me because she only saw what she was doing. I ran after her. I found the kitchen organized like a factory. Nobody asked my name. I'm given a large butcher's apron. I realize I have never before worked anonymously. The forewoman sets me to washing tin cups. There are not enough cups. We have to wash fast and rinse them, set them up quickly for buttermilk and coffee. Then I'm put to pouring coffee. At first, I look at the men's faces, and then I don't look anymore. It seems I'm pouring coffee for the same tense, sweaty face, the same body, the same blue shirt and overalls. Eyes looking, hands raising, a thousand cups, throats burning, eyes bloodshot from lack of sleep. The body dilated to catch every sound over the whole city. Buttermilk, coffee. Okay, this next one's kind of a short one. And I toyed with the words. You know how when we're writers, we do, we, you know, each word means so much. Do we go with this one? Do we go with that one? And what first came to me was wise word women. 
But then I thought, why just women? Why is word warriors? And I knew the lineup would be men and women, and I don't think gender is binary, and it's a continuum, and, and it's a construction, and well, if it's a construction, it can be deconstructed because it is oppressive. But I thought, remembering my grandfather and the 10,000 men who came up, men and women who came up for the funeral of some of the strikers who were killed in Minneapolis in 1934. I thought, that was 100,000 people. I thought, hey, the only time I've seen 100,000 people gathered for political action was on the Capitol after the inauguration of this last president. And so I thought, okay, I'm gonna go with wise word women. But with the idea that it can be wise word warriors, you know, women, we like to include people. So, so anyway, and I also thought, Mariel Sewer, and excuse my language, but she was badass. A woman rocked for how many decades? And she was blacklisted. So she was so powerful that she was blacklisted. So I decided to bring that up. And I um, am most familiar with work from the I Was Marching piece because of my interest in the, the strike, but I'm also uh, familiar with her work as a writer of the proletariat. So solidarity. Okay, here we go. Now on this one, I'm gonna have a few uh, wise word women joining in, so if you're holding one of these papers, <laughs> now's the time to follow along. Wise word women. For Meredel Lesur on her birthday, for Shanai Matson on her birthday, for all the other word, wise word women and wise word warriors, here we go. Wise word women, we've got grit. We don't mince words, we tell it like it is. We may strategize and choose an angle, but we speak truth to power and power to truth, and in so doing, we draw others in. We draw others in. Wise word women, we don't quit. Where others step aside, we're quick to bring our wit and our poetry. And our songs. And our drums. And our vision. And our courage. And our compassion. And our pencils, and our notebooks, and our purpose, and our persistence. And of course, our dancing shoes. <laughs> Wise word women, we let our conscience be our guide. Where there is hatred and oppression, injustice, degradation, you'll find we take a sign and grab banners, write letters, and stories, make signs, craft puppets, run for office, draft laws, Raise our voices. Engage our intellects. Draw on our creativity. Pull out our passion. Invite others. Ignite others. Fill up the page. Step onto the stage. Step into the streets. And organize. Organize. Raise. 